On this episode of the Trauma-Informed Podcast, we have Leah Summer. Leah is a uh, trauma survivor uh, coming from uh, childhood trauma and also has recovered from uh, domestic abuse as an adult. And, uh, but however, that has, not, uh, that has not held her down. She's a rock star. She's a uh, recovery advocate. And she's a speaker on uh, mental health awareness. And uh, listen in to hear my uh, juicy chat with Leah. If you just talk about your name and uh, where you grew up and uh, how you feel that like the, the place you grew up in and the people that you grew up with sort of influenced your, where you are. My name is Leah Summer and I'm a musician. So I'm a singer-songwriter, and that's really kind of what made me want to share my story more. It was just playing shows, especially out in Los Angeles touring, and then kids coming up to me after, after the shows and literally bleeding their hearts out and, and telling me like, oh my gosh, you know this song, I, I rushed to get here, it, it, it changed my life. You're like, I don't even know you. How, how in the world is that possible? And then realizing the impact that you're art can have on others. So then when I started talking about it, it seemed like it had even a, I don't know, there was a, a reason for it. Yeah. So I grew up in um, New Haven, Connecticut. That's where I was born. So I was born to two doctors. <laughs> so, what, what type of doctors? So my dad was an OBGYN, an MD, and then my mom still has her PhD in econometrics, international financing. So it was okay. like a highly, highly cerebral, highly chaotic household. <laughs> and my, my dad was really abusive. So in, in some really heavy ways. So we, we had to leave and it was court ordered. So, wow. um, yeah, so it got, it got, it got a little, got a little dark there. And, and well, let me so, see if I interject a little bit here. Yeah, absolutely. So your dad is a MD. Is he, um, assuming, is he Jewish or? He is Jewish. He's Ashkenazi. So he's from his family, like all from Latvia. And then my mom's family all from Hungary. So. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm also like, I don't know if you ever did the 23 me, but I'm like 99.9% .9 Ashkenazi as well. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all Eastern European blood around here. But, but the reason I, I touched on that particular time you said about your dad being a doctor, uh, my father's also a doctor and I, I, oh. I found he was kind of abusive as well. Sure. And, and the whole, I feel the whole, it, it doesn't really jive with the, the, the stereotype that it's sort of like this. The, the, I mean, I feel it's like the stereotype is that like Jewish, particularly Jewish male Ashkenazi doctors are just sort of like, <laughs> gentle loving people and they're they're never abusive so how, how do you think that the experience of your father and that that ideal that a lot of people have about those you know jewish ashkenazi doctors males do you know what's so funny i feel like a lot of people are married to social constructs so okay on <laughs> on paper a jewish ashkenazi doctor yeah. is going to be gentle right. mean kind, giving, loyal, not abusive, non-threatening, right. yeah. um, maybe not a narcissist, but then it goes back to pathology and how they were raised. Right. And I think it goes, it goes back even to like biology and what was his father like? And then how was his father raised? And then how is that person raised? So it really goes back to ancestral ties. My dad was raised to be a thief by the age of nine. Wow. You know, his father taught him how to be the lookout guy. And his dad was a really known dentist. 
So it's like, what do you do with that information? (laughs) You're nine years old and you're learning how to lie and you're learning how to be a very, very good con artist. And as a husband and as a father, that's really what he turned out to be. So you really, I think it's more important, it's less important to look at the surface and more important to kind of look at how, how each person and individual in the family system was raised. Because I think that's really where you find the answers. And when I, like the more I talk with my brother about it kind of, and the more information I gather, the more that kind of like aha moments, like, oh, okay, well, if he was raised to be a thief, that makes sense why he would lie and not be able to face the truth about certain things. So, yeah, but it is sort of ironic. I, you know, I, I kind of laugh like highly educated people, but if they're, if they're too messed up to be nuclear, what do you do? You know, what do you mean too uh, too messed up to be nuclear? So, like, if they're if they're too fractured from traumas of their own, from their mm-hmm. own lives to be like a steady person and to be someone reliable and healthy, it, I don't really think all the doctorates in the world could really like make up for that. If that makes sense, okay, you know? yeah. If that makes sense. No, I just got yeah. a little bit. I was looking at the recording, but it is recording. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, I know I agree with you. It, you really can't look at the surface. I don't think of anything. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I noticed you have the. Fi- I, I assume that you've. Did you grow up in Boca at all as well? Or? So I. So from Connecticut, my mom and I moved down to Delray, and I lived with my grandma. So that was interesting. <laughs> so we. I was raised basically uh, in Delray Beach, Florida. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what about what, like, what year was you come to Delray? Oh my gosh. I would say I was like four or five. No, but what, what, uh, what I'm year trying to think that? of the, I'm trying to think, <laughs> I think it was like 1990. Okay. So oh, we're talking about, we've, 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 we've talked, connected a little bit of your, you made the comment about the, the work that I've done in the recovery community. I know, yeah. I know that the Delray has, since you grew up in there, and I imagine you're familiar with it, that it has one of the biggest recovery communities in the, the country. It does. And actually a very, you know, very dear family member of mine, you know, three years sober now and they, they went to the, through the 12 steps and Delray has been very good to them. I would yeah. say very good, very good place to kind of get your, get your marbles in order. <laughs> so. Well, the other, the other thing I was thinking about now, it just it came to me is that uh, since you, but you're still in the, the Boca kind of area, you know, Delray. Yeah. You grew up in that, that time. Were you ever a fan of dashboard confessional? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I could not stop listening to dashboard confessionals, man. What is it? Your hair is ever screaming infidelities. Yeah. That song was everything. That's <laughs> we would, we would blast that song. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very much. So. Yeah. I remember yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I remember how I got into it a little bit. It was like, I, I wasn't like, I, I mean, I just kept on hearing yeah. about, them, and then I, and, I, and then it was around the MySpace days. I mean, I was a little bit, I think I was like a little bit older than a lot of the, the real hardcore fans at the time. Okay. But I wanted to see what this whole thing was about. And yeah, there's a few of this, that's, there's a few of the other songs that were really uh, catchy and I liked. Uh, it was anything emo for me, yeah. anything. Like, it did not matter what it was. I was also really into like Linkin Park so, and Black Sabbath. So, like, <laughs> that was that was everything yeah what about you know what taking back sunday definitely um sick transit gloria by oh my gosh 
what's the band name? Name the band. I don't know that one. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm, I have to look it up right now. Well, some other ones. Uh, okay. They use for sure. But no, Sick Transit Gloria is like also Sunny Day Real Estate. I've heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Gloria. Um, I'm looking up the band name because it's going to really, I don't know. Oh, brand new. Okay. Yeah. That was a bit. Uh, yeah. Sure. I love them, but I've always been a fan of the Deftones. Yeah. yeah I remember them. Like, yeah, yeah. like anything, anything new metal. Okay. My buddies in Static X, my my other buddies in Power Man Five Thousand, they're all they're going on tour now, and I love them. They're like I don't know, there's more industrial goth pop, like punk rock. They're really good though. But yeah. All right. So getting back to your some of the other podcasts you talked about that you were you said that you were so you were a victim of uh, like domestic violence. Or? Oh, you know, and and the word victims like weird to uh. me because <laughs> I feel like I chose it. You know what I mean? Because I was like. I think we choose things in adulthood that we think are going to repair what happened years ago. Like, right. I don't know. Like I'm a micro Jesus or something like I have that power. <laughs> but, so I don't think I was a victim so much as it happened and I was in it and I was in it to change and fix the other people. And I couldn't, I just couldn't. And it was a blessing because I was able to change and fix myself. So yeah, there's a music video out now called Don't Stop. And it's all about, it's all about domestic violence and, and breaking free from it. It really talks about like the, the resilience and the strength. I wanted to show a strong person afterwards, you know, in the after. Not and where did some, that experience take place? Uh, the music video itself was shot all the way up in um, Jupiter, Florida. No, I meant... Sure, that was all in Los Angeles. <laughs> that, was, that was all in Los Angeles. So it was, you know, when I was on tour and we were writing um, a new EP and I was in that situation with, with a bandmate, actually, and couldn't get out because I think it's complex when your business is tied in with the romance and it's sure. all one and you don't want to lose anything so you're just white knuckling it until the whole building collapses you know which is what happened so what, what part of uh, los angeles were you living in i was living in santa monica i also lived in los Feliz, west okay. la yeah. i tried to stay as close to like the ocean air as possible though yeah. it's crazy expensive out there now especially yeah yeah, that's, I mean, that's when I visited there. That was initially the areas I've been to, more like the Santa Monica. But the last time I was there, I, my cousin, I haven't been in touch with him in a while, but he was sort of an aspiring musician. And okay. uh, he, he lives in Highland Park. I don't know if you've ever been to that area. I've heard of it. I actually yeah. think we had a re rehearsal space near there. Yeah, it's cool. I didn't really spend too much time in Highland. I mean, it's there. like because it's so far away, like to go from the... I've never yeah. drove from that part to like UCLA. I mean, well, oh even Santa Monica could take like an hour and a half. Just to well, it's kind of the standing joke there is, you know, every everywhere you are, no matter where, it's going to take an hour and a half to two hours because yeah. the traffic's crazy. The 10, like the four or five doesn't matter. It's just insane. Right. Have you ever, if you've ever seen the Californians on SNL, it's like they, they talk about, and then you take Ventura and they, like, they go through how they get from point A to point B. It's really funny. I'm assuming the music is healing for you, but what would you say? How, yeah. how are some others? How was your sort of recovery journey? What, what helped you uh, heal so or uh, grow from this? Yeah, I've d definitely. I've, I've seen, I've been in therapy for uh, over seven years, eight years now. And you take, I take breaks, you know, 
because I think it's important to tap into yourself. But honestly, like I've gone through EMDR, CBT, DBT, all forms, yoga, meditation, all of that, just to kind of get good in my in my brain. And I definitely have setbacks, but the therapy's been a very painful <laughs> process and also really rewarding. So really what, what, what did you find uh, was painful about it? I'm a runner. I'm really good at running. So don't like, if you give me an emotion, I'll turn it into some really great song, but don't let me face it. Don't make me face it. And, and therapy really put a mirror to my face and said, you, you need to look, you need to take a look. And so that, I think just coming to terms with that, with identifying, Oh, hi, who are you in that mirror, you know, and really discovering who I am outside of the insanity I grew up in, I think that was the most painful part and also the most rewarding, for sure, the most rewarding. And how, the man, how, yeah. Oh, oh I was just going to say, you, you, can't, you can't fear the pain, no matter how intense it gets. You know? how, how's your relationship like with your family now? Thank God, you know, it's really great. My relationship with my mom is amazing through the grace of God. I mean, that is just like such a God thing how we've been able to reunite and, and join forces. The relationship with my brother is incredible. I don't have a relationship with my biological father. I, had t- I tried. I really did. And uh, it became very clear that no matter how I would try, I was always the one to get sick and hurt. So when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you kind of stop. <laughs> but I have an amazing father figure in my life, Zane, and he's my dad. I mean, he's been in my life now for eight years and has just, he's my dad. That's it. So it's again, God has really worked his magic, bringing some amazing people into my life. Like you could never even, I don't know. I could never dream it better. So. So how's the uh, whole, uh, the coronavirus experience been for you? Well, as a musician, I isolate very well. Oh. <laughs> like I, on my own, I'm, I'm very good at, at being by myself in that, in that regard. But it's slowed, it has slowed production down in all seriousness. So I'm still writing through Zoom and we still have our sessions and still getting placements. Thank God I just got a new placement for VH1 three weeks ago, okay, which is awesome. amazing. But it's a song that I wrote and recorded a year ago. That's the industry for you. Right. But um, I'm still, I'm, I released a new single, Animal, through Apple Music and we're, we're getting it on Spotify soon. And I have two more tracks on deck. So we're still movement forward. And then also I, I do some acting and commercial work as well. And like I said, so everything's starting to pick back up, but it's, it's been tumbleweeds for the, for the past. One uh, tapered off more recently, but I mean, the initial phase of the quarantine, I was watching a lot of documentaries and stuff on Netflix. Oh, really? And, have you ever seen the Amy Winehouse documentary? I've yes, I've seen yeah. clips of it. She was yeah. extraordinary. Yeah. She was extraordinary. Yeah. But it, yeah, it was, it was a sad story. But I mean, one of the things I, I I appreciate about it, I didn't really realize that she she spent some time in Miami and one of like her original like the guy who produced her first album and he produced some of the other stuff. Salam Remy, he lives in Miami and he she recorded with him in Miami. It's a yeah. There's a lot of production that goes on here. We're just everybody's very like hush hush and closed off right now so we're trying to hopefully things will open up but miami is closing down again yeah because we don't know why but they're closing down <laughs> i think the numbers have gone up i so yeah well, they just they were yeah they were like skyrocketing yeah. it's it's really it's something to behold i know la shut down until august my my buddies in the film industry they're not picking back up until august so 
And so do you play the guitar as well? With any- I do. I play guitar. I sing. I play some drums as well. So any yeah. any particulars? I, I mean, I'm not a musician, but I was like hearing about the different gear. Any particular gear you like, or anything? I would say my honestly, the best electric I've ever picked up is the one that I have. It's my Jackson. It's like insane. It's insane. It's a burgundy. It's beautiful. It's my baby. And then in terms of acoustic work, I think there's there's nothing that can compare to the Epiphone. I vintage. It's just like a very magical feeling. So yeah. And then the focus right is the only interface to get. So uh-huh. <laughs> little tips and my origin microphone, basically any sponsorships that I have, I, I love oh. and support. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of her that I, I, re- I came across her music uh, like on like, um, figure out which plan it was like the Nap. it wasn't Napster, but it was one of the ones like after Napster. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. But her name, uh, she uh, plays with the, uh, the Seth Meyers show. Her name is, she's a Jewish guitar player, singer. I love Mar- it. Mar- Marnie Stern. Have you ever heard of her? I haven't. I haven't. She has a really unique style that she does all this like finger tapping on the guitar. It's a little bit avant-garde, but. Uh, oh, I love that. I love kooky, kooky playing. I love it. <laughs> it's very inspiring. Andrew Bird's really good for that. Uh-huh. Um, same with like Tool. I just love how very proggy and, and jazzy. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. Goodbye. You know what? I really love, love Billie Eilish. I love her. I love Dua Lipa. I really like, let me see. Yeah, those two really come to mind. I love them. I really like Banks. I think she's got a really dope, like, kind of interesting hip hop, but like ethereal sound. So, and Aurora as well. Yeah, the ladies. What about, so speaking of the emo, have you ever listened to any of these? I, I actually got interested in them after the whole, um, that guy Little Peep died. Have you, did you hear about him? No. He died like two years ago, and there was I, I ne- I'd never listened to him before when he was alive. But he's this oh like kind of he's this. It's like they call it like SoundCloud rap. I mean uh, that it's like this. Kind okay, of, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But there's a whole like what's his name? It was, kind of kind of fits into the category, oh? but he's more um, Post Malone's kind of like that a little bit. See, I love Post Malone. Yeah, 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 I, I love so. his. Did you hear his Nirvana? set with travis barker I, I i saw crazy. a little bit of it i didn't i didn't listen to it though it was that good. was that was honestly crazy it was crazy it was so good yeah yeah, yeah. all right what was i going with that forgot what i yeah it's just me i think you would like because a lot of it has this uh, that kind of little peep like uh yeah just, like, peep, i'll have to watch this yeah, there's a documentary about him too. I mean, he had like a, a crazy life, and but uh, yeah, it's kind of like a more modern emo with more hip hop, hip hop vibe. But he had a little bit of a punk, punk rock uh, feel to him too. Yeah, I mean, I I I definitely grew up like listening to DMX. I felt like his anger. Oh, really? I was just like, because I had a lot of <laughs> anger. I had a lot of anger as a kid. Yeah. So anytime I blast DMX, like, whew, rough rider, I was like, okay, yeah. like he gets it, you know. <laughs> But I remember actually, you know, that you mentioned DMX and I went to this, it was called Power 99. There was this hip hop station in Philly. I grew up in Philly. Oh, wow. uh, Anyway, it was like a whole bunch of artists, but uh, the headliners were DMX and Jay-Z. Yes. And and both of them actually sucked. But now Jay-Z is like, puts on a decent live show, but then it was bad. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But I mean, hip hop, it doesn't always, like they have to do it right. It doesn't always, I feel like, um, 
often lend itself to the best live performance. But, uh, no, I think sometimes you definitely just want to like listen to the uh, record, except if it's like Eminem. I think Eminem's extraordinary. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, but if you watch like the Jay Z unplug, that was like, he got a lot better. Um, As he might, yeah. yeah. And Jay Z's mashup with Lincoln Park when Chester was alive, yeah. that was really, really sick. Yeah. So, what I guess you're involved with any recovery stuff currently? Yeah, I've I've worked with on um, Recovery Unplugged. Which oh, is I know them. Yeah, Fort yeah. yeah, they're really yeah. good dudes. Yeah. <laughs> no, Richie and, Zupa. Um, no, uh, yeah, Richie, but uh, Dr. Barry and Jeff and Craig, they're like, they're, uh, Craig and Jeff are amazing. Yeah, I don't know and them. So, yeah, they're very cool. They're, I wanted no, to go one time to um, this other guy that did marketing for a treatment center. He told me about they do this like regular jam session at Re- Recovery Unplugged. Yeah. Ooh, they did. They did. They had to stop, but weekly they were doing it. It's very cool. Yeah, I wanted to check it out, but that, I mean, this is all before all the coronavirus, and they were like very, they're very strict that you have to be invited. And I, I just thought you could just come and like. Oh, no, uh, it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And then I, I speak a lot. Like I'll speak at AA meetings as an oh, Al Anon cool. speaker. Or I speak at Al Anon meetings as obviously an Al Anon member. Not there's no membership, but. Participant, very informal, and then other speaking engagements that are a bit more formal. So, yeah, it's, I don't know, for me, just talking about it and getting the message out there is important. And how long have you been back in um, uh, South Florida for? Well, I mean, I've been traveling quite a lot. Last year, I was in New York, Baltimore, and Tennessee for work, so, and recording and, and writing. So now I'm just hunkered down until further notice. I know that airlines, you know, air, airports are opening, but I just don't feel comfortable traveling right now. It doesn't seem like the right time. <laughs> so. Right. And Baltimore, what, what were you, uh, what were you doing in Baltimore? I landed a nine song deal with Viacom. So the, oh. the CEO of that particular company, I, I was, contracted to write all the top line for these tracks so yeah and that's when we got all of our tv um deals for that year so it was really yeah that's like when i became an official bmi member it was it was pretty exciting yeah no i went there for this conference a couple years ago and it's an interesting place baltimore was like there's it's a lot yeah (laughs) wait what were you gonna say uh no you go ahead what you're saying yeah that's interesting uh, place for sure it's spotty really spotty uh, um pikesville is really nice it's beautiful in pikesville do you ever do you um, ever go uh well I, i'll just say i happened to um, come across it uh, when i was when i was there holy cow well, my allergies have been killing me right now it's just like that's hey. like no joke that's yeah. no joke yeah yeah you gotta do the neti pot yeah. <laughs> or whatever it's called yeah that's what it's called so, yeah but i mean uh, yeah yeah, there was this guy that was actually from Baltimore that, that collaborated with some different Philly people that I liked back in the day. And I heard he was like, I think using a different name, but he called himself Spank Rock at the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Have you ever heard of Spankies in West Palm Beach? No. What was what that? It was, it was like a billiard room. It was like a you know pool hall okay. and, and a bar. And my delinquent friends and I in art school would skip class to go there and learn about life th- from this wicked waitress. Cause that's what you do when you're an art school student. And so <laughs> we would, we would go there and, and listen to her stories about life. So <laughs> where did you go to art school? Mm. 
Dreyfus School of the Arts. Okay, yeah, I've heard of it, sure. Yes, it was amazing. But we did skip quite a bit. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> it was amazing. It was a good time. So words of encouragement for other like survivors of abuse or violence? What would you prefer? You know what? The, for me, the mantra is always one day at a time. And then sometimes one minute at a time and one second, <laughs> because, you know, just when you think that you've moved completely past a certain scene or something that you've gone through, maybe there's a trigger that brings it all back. And then you feel defeated, like, oh man, why am I starting from the beginning? But really it's just a reminder that it's still in you and God's still working it out in you. So it's just to keep the faith and keep your hope strong. And really that, yeah. And if you have triggers and if you're in a situation where you feel like you're repeating history, really consider why you're there. And, and also remember that you have an option to not be there. I think that's really important. Yeah. Cause sometimes it's easy to repeat history and it's harder to kind of create something new, but I think that something new is where the serenity is. Um, I guess what, what have you found most gratifying about like some of the stuff you've done with the, the, the recovery community? Just connecting. I think that human connection is so important. Like your shirt said, yeah. you know, just connecting with other people and, and sharing stories, experience, strength, and hope is everything. So the more that you can connect with others, I think that the better the recovery, the stronger the um, recovery is for me, at least it's just finding that community. And even still like in quarantine and not having meetings to go to, you know, I do miss my meetings, but I still talk with my mentor and my sponsor on the phone. I'm, you know, and then there are online meetings that people can go to for both right. AA and Al-Anon. A lot of recovery is now online, which is beautiful. Yeah. Amazing. And, it was uh, fun. And uh, yeah, best of luck. I've looked Thank forward you to so seeing much. what you're... Uh, I'm excited and I'm happy that you're doing what you're doing because you're bringing a lot of good to the community. So I think that's amazing. Well, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, my awesome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of the signs. <laughs> all right. See you later. Bye. Bye.